What's up, Predators? Thanks for tuning in to the audio portion of the Smasher Pass broadcast with Travis and Dean. If you want to catch the video portion of it whenever we go live, check it out on YouTube at Apex Predator Outdoors and at Lung Crusher 53. Whenever we go live there, you can comment and be part of the show live. Comment and talk to our guests and uh, be a part of the show. So if you want to check it out, again, go check it out at Apex Predator Outdoors or Lung Crusher 53 at YouTube and be part of the show and also guys go ahead and subscribe and like and hit that little notification bell so you can be reminded whenever we post new episodes of the show and also subscribe to the feed here wherever you're listening to it so you can make sure that you never miss a new episode thanks predators and as always keep defying the odds all right lung crushers and uh predators out there man uh, this is dean we're flying solo uh travis had to get ready to take his family on a vacation uh, next week, which is going to be great for him. So he had to bail on us and apologize for the, uh, the early glitch there. That, that is uh, not my role with uh, technical stuff. So we're back on board. We got Jonathan, the red bearded outdoorsman, and uh, we're happy to have him. So thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, kind of tell us about what, uh, how you got into this, what do you like to do and, and a little bit about yourself. Yeah, no, of course. And I, I appreciate you guys inviting me on. Uh, thanks for having me in. Uh, you know, just a little bit about myself. I'm just your average Joe that really enjoys getting outdoors. Uh, the reason, you know, the whole reason I started Redbeard Outdoors was just wanting to share with other people, uh, you know, that you don't have to have lots of money. You don't have to have lots of time. Uh, just make as mo- uh, the most of your life as possible uh, to be able to get outdoors. And that just looks differently for, you know, different people, depending on if your grandma just wanting to be able to play with your grandkids without being in pain constantly, or if you're the guy that wants to get after chasing elk, uh, 24 seven, you know, just, there's such a variation in people, but we just want people to get outside as much as possible. And that's, that's, that's so cool too. I know Travis and I kind of have the same mentality, you know, we're, we're, our, our shows are more towards that new guy and, and or gal that's thinking about getting into hunting um trying to help them not make the same mistakes we did along the way whether that be with e-scouting or equipment you know what have you so i think it, it is important and it's i think it's great to 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 be able to help that next person kind of get in you know to the to the deal what's what do you what's your main passion i guess is it is it all archery is it is it chasing the elks 24 7 or you know kind of where where do you sit on that man you know elk is just they're just such majestic creatures to be honest with you i i have yet to kill an elk um i've helped a lot of people pack them out i've been on more than i can count number of times i've been out in the mountains chasing them uh i have yet to knock one down but i've gone headstrong into archery um, for many reasons, but mainly the challenge of it is what attracted me to it. And the fact that I can go and shoot in my garage every single day, uh, you know, I can't do that with a gun. Right. So I love my guns and I like to remind people that, that I, I love my guns, love my rifles, but, um, having reusable bullets with my bow and, yeah. uh, being able to shoot in the garage and be able to, you know, get the kids involved on a more regular basis, um, for me and, uh, being able to save my, my ammo for the apocalypse you know, it's right, right. a little bit, <laughs> the free, it's free, free, it's freedom beans. Those are freedom beans. That's yeah. The freedom beans. Yeah. The expensive <laughs> yeah. freedom beans. Yeah. No, they, uh, the, you know, honestly, it's, it's got a lot to do with time and I mean, budget as far as from the family and money. Um, you know, I, if I delve back into 
guns. I know I'm going to go headstrong and want to get all the custom stuff. And that's going to be another expense right now. I'm just building out, uh, figuring out arrows and my bows and getting the kids involved. And it, it's just, for me, that's where I'm at right now. Right. So, yeah. It's, it's interesting. I've, I've not been bow hunting for a long time. Um, probably coming up on, I guess, six years, seven years now. Uh, and it's interesting because listen to Dan saying, you know, he's, it took him five or six years to get his, his first elk. And last year was my fifth year of going, um, a hundred percent DIYer. And so every time I go one, it's a great experience to your point, just being outside and enjoying, enjoying nature and God's creations is just, is just huge. Um, and I try to tell people that too, to your point, just get outside. Cause there's so many things that you miss, like just enjoy it. But it, it is, it's a lot of fun, you know, getting up there and we actually hunt in Utah last year. We was up at Thompson's peak. We were just, you know, a couple of Texas boys that were way too early. Um, <laughs> but you know, we decided, okay, next year we're going to push it back to sometime in September, but it was just so quiet this year and so warm. Um, it, it, it was a great adventure for sure. And every, every year we learned something new, but, um, it's, it's always, it's always a good time to be out there. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It's, you know, and I guess where, where it all started was, I mean, I started Western hunting because I'm from North Carolina originally. Um, and we we're on the verge of moving back home. Well, for me home, but my wife is from Utah and, uh, I just miss the culture. I miss the greenery. I miss just the East coast. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I wasn't really big into hunting. I I've always been into the outdoors and always been into fishing, especially bass fishing. Um, that just, I love the sportsman of it, you know, just being able to constantly cast and be out there and have good conversations with people. And, and, yeah. uh, so then I came out here and a buddy of mine, well, at the time I, I didn't know him. Uh, we just happened to talk because we're in the same congregation or ward, uh, here for church and he needed some help with something. And, um, and I, I figured out, you know, he's an outdoorsman and, and so I just tagged along on a hunt with him and that got me into rifle hunting. And, uh, the first year I didn't draw. And then the next two years I did draw my, um, my buck tag for a mule deer. And I just started doing things slowly more and more on my own when he wasn't available. Uh, cause he owns his own company. He's a CPA. And, uh, and so he's super busy. So when he wasn't available, I just started going out on my own to my wife's to dismay. To be honest with you, she, <laughs> right. she was a little worried about me going out there by myself. Sure. Uh, it, you know, these mountains are so huge to, to tackle. And um, anyway, I, I was two for two on my my uh, rifle tags uh, two years in a row. And then I went, my grandpa gifted me a muzzleloader that he never shot. So that third year, I ended up uh, getting a muzzleloader buck. And, um, and so I guess that would be four years that I'd been hunting at that time. And uh, I started getting into archery and just wanted to go all in on archery because it's just that much more of a challenge. And, uh, and I love the experience. I love the, the, you have to be a little bit more fit in my opinion, to be mm -hmm. more successful at archery. Um, because you have to be able to get up the elevation that they go or, uh, be able to crawl or be comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, when you're freezing cold in the late season, like we were just experiencing, uh, you know, thigh deep snow, et cetera. And, uh, so for me, I just, I love it. And, and you get more of a season. So you get from the here in Utah, you get from the end of August mm -hmm. all the way through. I mean, we just ended on Wednesday or I guess technically yesterday. So the 15th of December, I mean, that's, that's like four months that you get to hunt, you know? Yeah. So, 
uh, for me, that that's a big deal as well. The, the more you, opportunities you get. Have you ever done any of the, 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 access the extended archery mm -hmm. hunts at all too? How do those, yep. how do those pan out for you? Is there, so, uh, yeah. So generally the, for November, um, that's the best time to be out for mule deer. Most people, unless you have like a really, really good tag and you know, the unit or you have a target buck, most people honestly wait until the extended for, for archery deer, um, because the rut kicks off. It's awesome to see these mule deer getting stupid and just ruddy and going after the does. Um, and then for, for elk, you know, uh, it's interesting because you can't really, it's, it's a lot more shrunken of an area. So you almost hope for what we got this year, which was a lot of snow earlier than normal. Mm -hmm. Normally we start getting snow in October, um, but it doesn't stick. It's not as deep. Um, this year we got snow at the end of October and it just hasn't really stopped since. And so that pushed the elk a lot further down. And there was a lot of elk activity all through November and, uh, Honestly, I I didn't see the bulls separate from the cows until like mm, the end of November, wow. um, and until wow. recently. Yep. Wow. So that's that's that, do you get uh, enough time to go out and scout as well? Yeah. So I mean, this unit really isn't that hard to scout. It's not huge, but it's steep. It's thick, and uh, you know there there's some strategy to it as far as you kind of have to have a team. Um, mm -hmm. because it is so thick that you could be 20 yards. I mean, it happened to us. You can be 20 yards from a bull and not even know he's there. Wow. And then he busts because, you know, it's just so thick with the scrub oak and uh, the sagebrush and everything like that, that unless you have a spotter either across the ridge from you or down at the road, uh, whatever, looking at the animals and having eyes on them, you, you, it's almost impossible to get in on them without having a spotter. That's, that's really interesting. You said that because again, we went up a little early um, and we busted a, a cow and we saw three, three bulls up really up on top of, of Thompson's peak. When, when we were still hiking in, we kind of stopped for some mm -hmm. lunch and rest a little bit, but once by time, of course, by the time we got there, they were completely gone. But, um, talking about the thickness of it, you're hundred percent, right. It was, it was fascinating. A couple of things that we, we knew or didn't know, but we learned this year was to marry our Garmin and inReach, you know, because once we got up there, we couldn't communicate. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I noticed, I, I picked up that mag view. And, uh, and I wasn't even thinking about that being on my phone. Well, it messed up my compass. And so we were separated for 14 hours hmm. until we found each other. Um, but to the thickness point, it, I mean, you couldn't hear a call. You know, we were trying everything to even communicate. And it was, it was, it was rough there for a while. But um, that's interesting that that's a great tactic to be able to have another person somewhere else to, to kind of glass around and, and communicate to help. But that's a great idea. I didn't, we didn't yeah. even think about doing something like that. Yeah, for sure. And it, I mean, it takes some sacrifice. Obviously someone has to either not have a tag and be willing to still go out and hunt with you, mm -hmm. or they have to be willing to not be even close to the animals and help you get in on it. Um, you know, there's a, we're going to be recording a podcast tomorrow with the, the bull that we knocked down on Wednesday. Um, he's a seven by two wow. and uh, because he, he got broken off, but he was, I mean, you know, I'm not one for measurements, to be honest with you. I'm still figuring mm -hmm. this out, but the guys that know what they're talking about, they were like, he would have easily been a 370, 380 bull if he wow. hadn't been broken off. Um, and he was just, 
you know, he had been beat up uh, all year. Basically, he had a crap year. He probably would not have made it through the winter. And uh, I'm, like he had a muzzleloader slug in his shoulder. Wow. I had a completely shattered shoulder. He was a three-legged elk, basically, um, with a broken antler. Like he just he had a rough year. Right. And uh, and he was old, mature. Like when we cleaned him up, his teeth were worn down to nubs. Like it was he was he was a good bull to to pull out this year. He was he was kind of going on the decline. Right. So um, but anyway, I, I won't share too much of that story uh, because we're going to be recording that tomorrow. But yeah, yeah, it, it was it was great. And even though I'm not the one that filled the tag. Um, being there and being within 80 yards of that elk again, it was it was a 50 50 chance either he was going to run to me or my buddy, and um, and it was just an amazing experience, like just being able to be there, witness the whole thing, be that close in on him. Um, sure. It was awesome. So yeah, the Always. extended I recommend it for anyone that's willing to be cold, wet, and put in some hard miles. Even though we only put probably seven miles in on Wednesday, um, they were hard seven miles because again yeah. there was from knee to thigh deep snow um, up and down the mountain, slipping everywhere. So, yeah. Wow. I've always said that, that hunting is a selfless, selfish sport, you know, cause you're, you're just as happy when your buddy harvests something as it, as you would be if you did it. And, and I think mm -hmm. the camaraderie that it brings is, is unbelievably cool. Uh, and, and, and I also have never heard a bad story hunting like eh, you know it was okay you know but there's always something very cool that kind of comes along with that that time that, that's spent out there uh you know which is which is awesome um do you do anything else do you any any bird hunting or or anything like that out there yeah i, I do i'll do turkeys but uh i'm not really into waterfowl hunting because again that's so just the people that I've talked to about it and I'm, I'm trying not to offend anyone here but it's basically from what i understand about it, it's social hour it's yeah. freeze your butt off and yeah. go out there and have a good time with friends, which it's awesome. But like, for me, I'm like, I'd rather go to uh indoor 3d archery range and shoot with my buddies, than go after uh, a bird. That's not really going to provide me a lot of meat and it's going to be tedious to cook. And like, to me, it just doesn't attract me. I get sure. why people do it. Yeah. Just like, I understand why people golf and I don't like golf for the same reason. Like I, yeah. I could find better ways to spend time with my buddies, but people like golf. I'm like, yeah. great. Like I'd rather go shoot tack or, you know, go long range rifle shooting than, than golf, but to each his own. Right. So sure. for me, it's mainly big game hunting. Um, I'm looking at more opportunities, maybe going down to Texas a little bit more often um, and getting some, you know, some hogs or uh, I've got some other opportunities with whitetail, maybe going back to North Carolina and, and, getting in a tree stand for the first time with a bow. Um, those kind of things is, is definitely what, what I get after. Well, the, the hogs are fun for sure. So you definitely will have a good time doing that. And, and no matter what anybody says, I think they taste just as good as, is store-bought, if not better, you know, some of the, some guys will say, Oh, you can't eat the, you know, the 200 pounders, but at the end of the day, it's, that's a great shot on a 200 pound big. And, and, and it's, I, I think it's, I think it's great you know food, Dude, anything so. anything in the slow cooker with enough barbecue sauce <laughs> and ketchup yeah you can oh yeah yeah or hot sauce that, that's I, i'm not a big ketchup guy but hot sauce for me like <laughs> i'll go put literally the frank's red hot and let it uh or the buffalo frank's red hot and um and just let it that's what i did when when we went down to texas uh this last time um i brought some back it was funny going back through i had a freezer carry-on and um like the backpacks and uh you know it goes through the scanner and there were like 
the heck? And so like they pulled me aside because I had a little bit of dry ice and I'd measured out exactly the amount I could carry on the plane. And, um, but they were like, they were like, what do you have in here? I said, I've got a, a pig. And they were like, like a whole pig. I was like, well, no, I mean, it's butchered. They're like, there's, there's ribs. I'm like, I swear it's not a small child. Like that, those are, those are hog ribs. Like, <laughs> but they, like, they were laughing. Cause you know, they're from Texas. They've seen it before. Sure. But they were just laughing how I was handling it. And, uh, um, but yeah, I've still got some of the freezer and that's, I mean, for shredded pork, that's what I do is, you know, just, that's really, in my opinion, the only way to eat that yeah. kind of a, cause it doesn't have a lot of fat. They don't make bacon. Um, they're not right. really good in roast cause they're so lean. Um, but yeah, just slow cook it, shred it and put it yeah. over rice, put it with mashed potatoes, put it with uh, broccoli. Like you could put it on everything, you know, everything. it's good yeah. lean meat. Breakfast sausage. I mean, all that is is phenomenal, and yep. uh, it's. Uh, I think it's interesting when you talk talk to people also that that may not be in the hunting realm. You know how much healthier the food that we're that we're eating is for you. You know, mm -hmm. I think that that's and and then you know we talk about the bull size too. I'm more of a of a meat hunter. I'm not going to pass up on any anything. Obviously, it walks in front of me, but I, I don't intentionally go for a five by five. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's kind of where I sit. And, I'm, and that story about the pig coming through, I actually am a big bird hunter and mm -hmm. I was in North Dakota and, and brought back a couple speckle belly and same thing, you know, they're going to the scanner. They're like, what do you have in this bag? I'm like, Oh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a goose, you know, <laughs> but, yeah. but I'm getting it mounted. So it's intact, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I got, I got the funny looks, you know, going through there. So I know what you, I know what you mean. Exactly. So, um, from an archery standpoint, this is Travis and I always talk about this uh, and love to get everybody's opinion. Where, where do you fall in the, the, the realm of the heavy versus the light arrow argument? Mm. Where, do you, where, do you, where, where do you lie on that? This is always <laughs> funny. It's like the mixed versus mechanic or the, the fixed versus mechanical. Right. Um, you know, I have a, depending on the bow, uh, it's interesting because with a Hoyt, I can get 28 inch draw with a Matthews. I'm a 27 and a half. And, um, either way, so I, you know, I usually shoot a little bit heavier poundage to make up for that. And I can, like, if you, if you're struggling to pull it back, just let go of your ego and, and lower the poundage. I highly yeah. recommend that to anyone. It doesn't matter. It's not a, uh, it's not a locker room measuring contest, you know? Um, but so I, I generally err on just uh, somewhere between 450 to 470 is usually where I end up as far as the grains on my my arrow weight. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm usually around 12 to 14%. It's usually, I'd say maybe 12 to 13% FOC for those people that measure that. I don't really measure that. Um, I did, it was interesting this year. I put a lot more weight up front than normal and I had to go with a stiffer spine, which made my arrow, uh, a little bit heavier than I liked. Um, so I like to stay between the 450 to 470 range. It keeps me right at around, uh, I mean, I'm trying to remember the feet per second. I think the speed is like ends up being like 290 when I've got an 80 pound Hoyt and That's a smoking. four, yeah, 460 grain arrow. So for me, like you know, the people that are shooting that here, here's my opinion on it. Right, this is obviously very opinionated um, coming from me. But if I'm going to shoot out of a tree stand consistently, if I'm going to shoot at anything 30 yards or less, I'm okay with going freakishly heavy. I'm okay with that. But anything more than that, I just don't like the trajectory yeah. because it's not necessarily that you lose momentum or anything like that. But my problem is out west when you're shooting, 
you've got all these branches that you don't see. And right. so even if you have a heavy arrow, it's going to deflect a little bit if it hits a branch. Yep. So that's the one thing that I think a lot of people don't talk about is, yeah, you know, it's okay for it to be a little bit slower if you've got a lot more mass behind it. But I just feel like a lot of people don't talk about the fact that there's branches. And if you're trying to fit it in this little gap, it's not going to fit in that gap because in that gap, it's going to be up here. It's not going to be, you know, in the gap where your right. pin is showing, you're forgetting there's an arc. And so um, that's my biggest thing with the heavy arrows. Again, if I was shooting pigs all day, I'd be, you know, single bevel, two blade, heavy arrow. Great. Yep. Maybe have one set up for that. But if you're coming out West, you have any chance of running into trees or thick stuff, I would highly recommend not shooting the flatter trajectory. Because, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree. It, it's um because it's, it's, it seems like every you talk to it's, they, they really are. Oh, you got to have a, a heavy arrow. Cause you want that baseball on a string. It is what it is. And mm -hmm. I kind of fall where you're at. I, my arrows are a little bit heavier, but I've got like a 26 inch draw. It is what it is pulling 70 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, but as you just said here in Texas, my shots are 30 yards and in. Right. And so if, if I know that I'm going to get the penetration I want and I got the good shot placement, I don't really get too spun up in all the other things. Mm -hmm. I will change my broad edge just because I like to play with different things. Yeah. Um, some are great. Some are not so great. Um, but the, I, the last pig I dropped was with the severed broadheads. I don't know if you've had a chance to play with yeah. those. No, I haven't um, yet, but I was thinking of doing it maybe this year. They're they're really nice. Uh, I gotta I gotta say it, it hammered that pig, um, which was a blessing because I used two other. I shot them three times, two two different other broadheads, and then that was the one that actually finally put them down. Uh, and one of them was a perfect perfect shot, but it must have hit a rib, and it ended up underneath his uh, in his axillary, and he was mm. still motoring around like it, it literally mm. had no penetration on it at all. And when I let it go, I thought, oh, that's perfect. And he just like nothing happened to him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and I thought, wow, that's that is crazy. Um, and then the other couple of other things I wanted to kind of talk to you about is first form. So tell me a little bit about about that. And is is that your company or you work for them or is it just a supplement that you that you take in and like and have good results with? Yeah. So first form is a supplement company, a health and nutrition company that Andy Frisella, anyone that's familiar mm. with um, Real AF or MFCEO Project podcast, uh, Andy Frisella is the CEO of First Form. So definitely not my company. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely a lot better at business than I am, obviously. <laughs> um, but so my my journey with First Form was, so I was, um, you know, I was, I've been working out since high school, basically uh, taking various supplements. And then, um, you know, there's a company that I was kind of working with that was mainly geared towards the outdoors. And, uh, and then, you know, I liked first form for the culture, for the people, uh, for what I knew about the brand, but a lot of their marketing was towards, uh, gym goers, people mm -hmm. that, you know, wore the bright clothing or the, were a lot more fit looking. And so for me, like that just wasn't my style but I loved everything else. I love, I looked up their ingredients, super clean, uh, us company, um, just in the culture, like they really do live up to their standards. They don't just talk about it. They actually do it. And, uh, and it's just like a family. It really is. 
And so I was really interested in that. And then I saw that they had started an Instagram page. Um, at the time, it had less than a thousand followers, First Form Outdoors. And I was really intrigued. And so I applied to work for them uh, as a legionnaire and basically a, a representative of the company. And, uh, and at, through the interview process, I told him, I said, no, I want my headquarters guy to be Jake Arvold. And they were like, why do you like, why are you so adamant about Jake? Do you know him? Like what? And, uh, I said, no, but I know he's the one that's heading up this new branch of the company first form outdoors. And I said, there's a big market for people that don't necessarily want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but they want to live the healthier lifestyle so they can enjoy the outdoors more. And mm -hmm. I said, with your culture mixed with the outdoors side of things, you guys could smoke the market like nonstop. And so um, that's kind of where it all started. And then Jake and I have become really good friends to the point where we we laugh about the fact that maybe my dad might have dropped the milk off in Wisconsin once, you know, <laughs> once or twice. Uh, but because uh, like me and him look, I mean, we're like identical. I think he's like an inch taller than me, but like before my kids knew him, they were watching, like we were watching some of his stuff on Instagram and they were like, dad, is that you? I'm like, no, it's <laughs> better than that. So everybody's, like, got a, everybody's got a doppelganger. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but I mean, it just works out. And so like, um, so, so basically, I mean, that's a long, long way to, to say I, I work for first form, uh, as in the first form outdoor side of things. And we're growing that branch of the company, um, one step at a time. This is one of the, this is the first, first form outdoor shirt. Um, and they just, you know, we just came out with hoodies, uh, and we're working on a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, but basic and, and maybe even rebranding some stuff to where it's actually first form, you know, outdoors branded stuff. So we're getting there, but that's, that's what I always push people towards because I use the, the stuff. I'm not a huge supplement junkie per se. My stack is very limited to, I don't ever tell people to go get a pre-workout, but if you're already taking pre-workout, um, they have the best pre-workout on the market. Um, and then protein, I take protein. I take a greens formula cause I don't eat like a rabbit yeah. and I do multivitamin and a fish oil and, yeah. and their stuff is the cleanest. I don't get the bloat that you get after having too many protein shakes. Um, you know, I, I don't experience any of that with their supplements that I've had with other companies. So sure. super sure. clean. That's a, um, I'm assuming that the other company is the one I kind of started off with on my weight loss journey, I guess. Um, probably, oh man, it's, it's probably come out four years ago. Uh, and what started me was I wanted to go on an elk hunt in Idaho and, uh, you know, I was overweight, never exercised. I mean, it was just the epitome of a, you know, ice cream dude, you know, movie watching, you know, and I remember talking to the outfitter and he said, he goes, well, are you in good shape? I go, well, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not like diabetic or anything like I'll, I'll be fine. And he goes, well, if you can't carry a hundred pounds up a hundred or a hundred pounds on your back up a hundred flights of stairs, seven days in a row, don't come. And I thought that's my motivation now. Like I, I, I want to go on this hunt. And so I just made it just, that was it. It was like that, that kick in the butt of you need to start working out and lose some weight and get it. And so ever since then I just started and just have never stopped. And I've just have never felt better at 54 now, you know, that, than, than I have ever. And, um, but to your point, not wanting to be, you know, muscle head, you know, in yeah. the gym. And so it's that fine balance of lean muscle, but fit enough to be able to handle packing out an elk or, you know, mm -hmm. what have you, you know, down, down the, the mountain. So 
it's been a very cool journey. Um, but the, all the supplements I, I've just kind of started with, with them and have just stuck with them because I just got the results, you know, Yeah. but, uh, always looking at trying different things, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with that at all, but so that's, that's interesting. What else do they have? You said they have the greens pre-workout in the multivitamin. Do they do just any? about everything? I mean, there's, there's weight loss stuff. If you're into the fat loss, fat burning, uh, stuff, I, again, that's, so here, here's another big thing that I love about the company is it's not, they don't look at you and say, why aren't you selling more as a representative from behind the scenes? They don't look at you and, and, and any different than someone who's selling a, a ton versus someone who's not. What they care about is the message you're putting out there. And, and in all reality, that's the culture that that's what, again, impressed me about it so much is that they don't just say, you're, we're out here to help people. Like they're genuinely caring about helping people get better. Gotcha. Uh, whatever your personal goals are. If you want to be a muscle head, awesome. We've got your help here. If you want to be, you know, just again, the grandma that wants to be healthy with her kids. Great. We want you to be able to go for those walks or be able to do whatever you're wanting to do in a normal daily basis. If you, if you want to go chase elk, we want you to be able to, to do that as well. Um, so there's, I mean, there's the whole array. You could go from uh, non-caffeinated pre-workout to the intra-workout stuff. You, you've got, you know, the carbs, you've got the isolate protein, you've got all the different things that you could think of at a, any, any supplement store. Um, mm -hmm. They've got it. And in my opinion, it's the cleanest out there. Uh, you know, I've got a stack of protein bars back here that just, I had to go gluten-free. Um, it's funny because I, I used to laugh that that was a trend. You know, like, oh, that's the that's the cool that's hipster it. thing. You yeah, know, oh, right. is it gluten free GF beside it? Oh, my goodness. And then, of course, I got diagnosed with basically celiac. It, they said, mm -hmm. if I don't treat it like celiac, I will get celiac. So um, I've cut out wheat and uh, and, you know, there's not a lot of good protein bars that don't have some wheat in them. And so um, when I tried theirs, when I started working with them, I was like, man, these are like it tastes like a cookie. Like, I can't mm. believe that you actually get 21 grams of protein out of this bar. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just it, things like that, that just, it just, every time I try something new, like a new flavor that comes out or whatever, it just blows my mind. You know, mm. like we've got a, a root beer float protein. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Like it just sounds weird, but you mix it up with, and it tastes just like a melt. It tastes like when the ice cream melts into your root beer and it goes flat, but it's got that, van that strong vanilla yeah. with the root beer. Oh man, it's so good. That's it. And so like, it, it, I mean, it just hits the nail on the head. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. And again, do. you don't get that bloat that you get after some, uh, some protein powders that you may have out there on the market. Gotcha. So yep. just keep it on the, the fitness chain. What's, what's your, to kind of, uh, again, kind of looking at that new guy that may be looking at getting an elk, uh, or mule deer, anything that's, that's going to require some physical activity. What's your now that you've kind of been down that journey, what's, what would be your advice to that person? Like, where would you tell them to start rucking, losing mm -hmm. weight, getting the gym? Like what would kind of your, your, yeah. So first I'd direct them, I would direct them to two groups on Facebook. And they're really the only reason why I have on Facebook at all. Cause I don't really like the platform to be honest with you, but mm -hmm. I like that I can have a private group where I can communicate with people outside of just sending emails. And uh, so Redbeard's fit crew, is one of them. That's the one that I head up. And then of course, first form outdoors on Facebook. Um, those two groups, you're going to find people that are going through your same struggles 
or are wanting to do the same things that you're wanting to do. And you mm-hmm. could even find that, make that community your own, which is the whole reason why I started the group um, that I started was because I want people to be able to not feel like they're spreading it to the world, but they can share things that are maybe a little bit more intimate, maybe some struggles they're having. And, uh, and so if you're wanting to come out West, I I'd direct you to those two groups because again, you're going to find people that are like-minded and, and maybe could even partner up with you, be accountability partners, et cetera. I'm more than happy to help you out as well. Um, but I would say if you're going, if you're a flatlander, uh, per se, you know, mm-hmm. that is wanting to come out West, I would definitely say you can't imitate it, but, uh, do as much as you can, as far as yeah. even just walking, Go yeah. for a 45 minute walk with 45 pounds on your back every single day. Your calves are going to burn. They, they are, you know, and then when you maybe start timing yourself, start speeding it up a little bit. When that becomes easy, go find a hill, go walk up and down that hill. If you have a stair stepper at the gym, be okay being the weirdo that brings your heavy backpack in and do yeah. the, do the stair step. Like yeah. you got, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like you got do that. Yeah. Those things. Or, or if you have a box, like a rogue step-up box, do the step-ups. Um, Dan Elk Shape is doing the December Chub Challenge right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love that. You know, that's a big motivation for a lot of people because December rolls around and a lot of people get complacent, lazy, yep. or you get the post-hunt blues where you're like, man, I can't really do much. It's cold outside and you make excuses. So mm-hmm. um, those are kind of places where I would start is just imitating it as much as possible. Like, we were packing out this elk on Wednesday and there's really nothing like two of us are really fit individuals. We train legs multiple times a week where we our cardio's in good shape. Um, obviously we can always feel like we could be better, but, sure. uh, we're, we're gym goers, right? And we train and we've been hunting all season. So, uh, but it was only a half mile pack out and me and this other guy were like, we're like, man, we're going to be coughing up blood. Cause like, it was just, it was rough. Like it was rough getting through. It was and anytime we had any sort of incline, we just look at it and we're like, are you kidding me? Cause he had snowshoes and he was still slipping and sliding down the hill with, you've got a hundred pounds of meat on your back. Like sure. it just, it, it's, it's a whole different ball game. You can't imitate that. And we were laughing about that. Cause we were like, man, we do stair steppers. We go, we do this and that we've been yeah. hunting all season. And you just can't. I said, look, I'm going to show up to the gym. I'm going to bring a bucket of snow and you go walk the stair stepper and I'm going to throw snow on it. Because like, <laughs> there's right. no way to Im- there's no way to imitate that scenario. Sure. It just sucks. Sure. And you just yeah. have to kind of internalize and just say, all right, I'm just going to take another couple steps. I'm going to take another couple steps and just kind of laugh about the fact that you felt like you were in shape and now you're not. Um, it's you very know, humbling. Just- exactly just don't get upset i guess would be a a good like don't be upset about where you're at just smile embrace the suck and keep going or quit (laughs) or quit just don't do it yeah (laughs) it's it's so funny because we were we were about seven miles in this last year and and i started talking to my buddy i'm like you know this is all cool and i know we got to get on top of this mountain but we got seven miles to go back like are we going to be able to do this? You know, at some mm. point you just kind of tap out and go, we're deep enough. You know, it is what it is at this point, or we're going to leave a lot of meat behind or mm. not, you know, and, and so you kind of have to make that call like, all right, we're, we're done now. We're at a base camp here. We're going to cover this area and mm-hmm. that's it, you know? Cause even with so, two of you, if you kill an elk, you're going to be taking at least oh, two trips. Easily. 
if not more. At least, right? if not, yeah, yeah if was, not more. And I and I said I was jokingly, was like, he said, told him, I go, I'm, I'm good for about two trips. I'm leaving all my gear here, and I'm just going to put a for sale sign on it because I'm not coming back to get it. <laughs> like, somebody could have a free tent and everything else. Like mm-hmm. it's, not, it's theirs. <laughs> so. Exactly. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's it's real though. Like I laugh about it because I'm like, man, like I always think after the kill, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I got to get out of here now because you know, like. I, I didn't think about getting him out until he's dead. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to suck. Oh, Oh, well, like, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> here we go. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that some people actually do. They take that into consideration and I just don't, I just don't want that to be a limitation for me, mm. you know? And so I do everything that I can. I just, um, actually just started, a uh, a, a, well, I say I just started, I started this a, a little over six to seven months ago, um, where I actually just made the decision because I realized that there were some people that were looking at me and thinking I was this uh, example of fitness, right? And and I had hit a spot where um, I've never had a six pack in my life, and I accomplished that, and and uh, and I felt like I was at kind of the pinnacle of of my fitness, and I realized that I just feel like I wasn't connecting with people, mm. and so this is a, a thing that I I just announced in in the fit crew today, I started phase three of the live hard program, which I don't know if you're familiar with that, Mm-mm. but we can go into that here in a minute. Um, yeah. but I, over the last six months to a year have purposefully put on a good chunk of the weight that I lost. I lost about 50 pounds. I put on another, I put about 30 of that back on. Okay. I did. I'm doing the, the, um, people might know the fit to fat to fit guy. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of him, but mm-hmm. there was a guy that purposefully he got like extremely o- overweight and he was this dude that was shredded his whole life. And he was like, you know, I'm just going to just going to let myself go. And he got fat on purpose to show his struggles getting back to where he was and kind of make a point of it's easier to maintain once you get to a level that you want to be at, than let yourself go and keep recycling that over and over again. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, kind of like the guy was the guy that ate McDonald's for like a month straight yeah, or six, right. whatever, kind of yeah. like that, but more fitness oriented rather than just diet. Gotcha. And, um, and so I'm doing a smaller version of that and I'm doing it with, because I didn't, I didn't document the way that I wish I had my first go around when I lost those 50 pounds. I, it's a cool before and after shot. Mm-hmm. And I remember how I felt and I'm, I'm going to get back to that point. I'm looking at a picture right now up here on my vision board, just of that's where I need to be because that's how I felt the best on the mountain. I felt the best walking around. I felt the best in my own skin um, and most capable at mm-hmm. 190 pounds, which is gotcha. still heavy for my, my, like, I think at, I think the, if you look at the, was the BMI chart mm-hmm. at 193 pounds, I'm still considered overweight at my height, but I'm looking at this picture. I'm like, dude, I was like 12% body fat. Like there was no, I was not overweight. I'm just yeah. thick. thick. I put on, yeah. I pack on muscle, you know, for gotcha. the guy that's five, nine, five, 10 on a good day, uh, yeah. <laughs> depending on how much I stretch. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. or the yeah. shoes I'm wearing, but, uh, yeah. you know, that, that, so I'm, I'm going back and I'm documenting better um the way that i'm going through this process to show people that it's it's a slow and steady thing not just a fad diet which is going to happen here in the next couple weeks when new year's kicks off people are gonna be oh keto or atkins or this or that you know carnivore you know 
there is no one size fits all. It's a lifestyle. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. I, I think, you know, when I started that, I, my pendulum went completely off the rails where I was down to 6% body fat, shredded, felt great. But then I started up the mountain and I'm like, mm-hmm. I have zero energy. I'm freezing. You know I mean? I had no reserve whatsoever. And I thought, okay, that was kind of a dumb mm-hmm. move. Right. So I did, I, I'm, not intentionally putting on weight, but now I'm hovering at 160, and that's that's where I feel really yeah. good, right? Most like capable, I, you know, yeah. Like I'm I'm five eight, and I'm not a tall guy either, but it just fits my frame, yeah. you know, and, and I feel good about that. So I, I, exactly. I understand kind of where you're coming from, yeah, yeah. So like, and you know, it's I ha- I'm having to get over that because I, I was feeling super confident when I was at that weight. And I'm, I'm realizing, you know, my clothes are fitting a lot tighter. I have the, you know, I've got a stomach, even though like from the chest up, like I look big. Right. And, and I've, uh, like I work out, but I'm not happy. I don't feel my best. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm having to, um, I'm, and I'm wanting to document that for the people that are in this position 24 seven, I'm wanting to show people it's very possible. You just have to put your head down and kind of grind it out and it's one day at a time and you may not see progress from today to tomorrow, but in two weeks, you're going to look back at those pictures that you took when you started. And you're going to say, man, I've made a lot of progress in two weeks, three months from now, you're going to look back and you're like, wow, that's a whole different person. Your clothes are not going to be fitting the same, you know? And so I'm, I'm, I'm really wishing I had documented that better the first time, but the reason I didn't just to be hundred percent honest is just, um, I was worried I was going to fail. And it was mm. going to be very public that I failed and I didn't want that. So I just, you know, I did it all on my own very quietly shredded the 50 pounds. And then everyone sees this before and after they're like, dude, that's awesome. They don't know. It took me a year and a half. Right. They don't realize that, you know, I did it over COVID, you know, when everyone else was sitting back and saying how awful things were like, I kind of took pride in the fact that I took that as a challenge, you know? Um, so it just, anyway, I'm, Long story short, I'm I'm just going back and documenting that again so that people can I can relate more to people rather than just people looking at me and be like, oh, dude, he's really fit. You know, yeah. I want them yeah. to see the progress and how they can do that, too. Yeah. And that's motivating. I think, you know, you kind of to your point, you kind of get that group. It's like working out in a group workout session. You seem for, at least for me when I do do a morning workout at a rebel fitness, which is a. I mean, it's not, it's not CrossFit. It's a, it's like a functional training, I guess, but they're, I don't know what it, it's kind of weird. High intensity. But it, it's, yeah. yeah. Closest thing I can get at a gym to what I'm trying to accomplish in mm-hmm. the mountain. Right. Yep. And so, but to suffer in a group is much more fun than suffering by yourself. Right. <laughs> and so, yep. yeah. Right. So that's, 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 uh, that's really cool. You're, you're doing that for, for folks to, to give them hope. Right. Yeah. Yep. So and it, it, it does. It sucks. Cause like going hunting this year, like I was just like, man, carrying this extra 30 pounds on my body sucks. Mm-hmm. Like walking the mountains in this sucks. Like I'm still going to do it, but it's not fun. So I can right. see why people quit sooner. You mm-hmm. know why they're maybe getting headaches, why they're uh, just not enjoying the hunt. Uh, you know, and so I just, again, I want to relate to people that are into the outdoors for that very reason to show them like, look, you don't have to get shredded, but losing 10 pounds is going to change your life. 
like you're not carrying that around is is huge huge it's a big yeah. difference yeah and yeah you're right you don't notice it until you notice it right mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so what you were going to touch base on the on the, the live hard program the, yes yeah yeah so a lot of people have heard of 75 hard have you heard yes. of 75 yes. hard okay mm -hmm. so 75 hard is the first step of the live hard program okay so 75 hard a lot of people have heard it a lot of people have done it i think a lot of people have done it right and a lot of people done it wrong they've made their own versions of it which andy frisella talks very adamantly about he's like you can tell the people who have done it right versus the people who have skimmed some corners mm. like maybe didn't really do the diet right or maybe didn't really knock out their five critical tasks every day whatever like you can just tell by talking to them so um it's mm -hmm. 75 hard and then there's a phase one two and three so um, I'm actually going to let me pull this up real quick on my phone because uh, there's an app. I think it's like five bucks and then like there's no recurring anything. But um, let's see here. So phase one. Let's see. So you can keep your your pictures in it and everything like that. Um, maybe it's not going to show me here. OK, either way. So 75, 75 hard is 75 days. Have you pick a diet? No cheat meals, no alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, you have five critical tasks, which are basically their five actionable tasks. So it's not five goals. It's five things that you're going to do today to get closer to your goal. So if that's mm -hmm. making five phone calls for your career, for your work, whatever you need to do, making five phone calls is one task. Um, you know, writing emails would be like something physical that you can do in that day to accomplish your goals. Okay. Right? Um, and then let's see a gallon of water, two workouts, two 45 minute workouts. One of them has to be outside and, um, reading a book. So a physical book, nonfiction, generally self-help type, whether that be with finances again, towards mm -hmm. improving your career, your mindset, et cetera. Um, but 10 pages out of a physical book every single day, no audiobooks, none of that. It has to be an actual physical book every single day. And I might be forgetting something. So apologize. One, I apologize. One, one good it's one, one good deed to you or something like that. Or no, so that that's, that's in this phase that I'm in right now. Okay. okay. So then phase one adds like one or two more things to that. So, so 75 hard is 75 days. Then phase one is 30 days and mm -hmm. it adds one or two things. One of them being like, I think it's 10 minutes of visualization. So shutting everything off and um, you know, just focusing on, your goals, how you're going to accomplish them, etc. Right. So that's uh that's phase one. And then there's something else to go. So guys, don't quote me on all this. You can go to my my Instagram and I actually have the screenshots of the different tasks, which that would be smart if I pulled it up right now, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hey, go here. Oh, wait, yeah. I can go there. Let me see here. Because I have I have the screenshots on there for a reason because I, I just send people that way so I don't screw it up like I'm doing right now. Um, let's see if it'll pull. Okay, so yeah, so 75 hard. Follow a diet, two 45-minute workouts. One of them has to be outside. No alcohol, no cheat meals. Take a progress picture every day. That was the other thing. Mm. You have to take a progress picture every day. You don't have to share it, but you have to have that picture taken every single day. One gallon of water and 10 pages of reading out of a physical book. Okay, so that's 75 hard. Phase one is all of those things and the, and the five critical tasks, right? Um, phase one is three additional critical tasks. So eight total. 
um, five minute cold shower and 10 minutes of dedicated visualization on top of the 75 heart things, right? So you do that every single day for 30 days. Phase two is you go back to 75 hard rules. So it's a shorter version of 75 hard. It's 30 days of 75 hard rules. There has to be a gap of 30 days at least between phase one and phase two. Okay. So you have to take a break. You can't be on phase two right after phase one. And then phase three, which is where I'm at, is follow a diet, two 45-minute workouts. One of them has to be outside. Uh, additional three, crit- so eight total critical uh, power tasks on your list. Um, Five-minute cold shower. Talk to a stranger every single day. Now, this isn't hi, bye. This is an actual conversation with someone every single day. For me, I generally go to the grocery grocery store and just start a random conversation with people. Turns into usually a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Take a progress picture every day. One gallon of water, 10 pages of reading out of a physical book, which for me is this book this time around. Mm. The Magic of Thinking Big. I can't say if it's good or bad. I'm imagining it's good because <laughs> Andy recommends it, but... Um, Let's see. And then no alcohol, no cheat meals and one random act of kindness every single day. Ah, okay. So that has to be something again, kind of out of your comfort zone. If you're a billionaire, buying someone a cup of coffee is not an act of kindness kind of thing. Like it needs to be equivalent to where you're at. What's a little bit maybe uncomfortable. So like for me, mm-hmm. buying someone's meal or helping someone with their groceries, like mm-hmm. that would be something that I I can't like open the door for somebody to walk in. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Something out of your comfort zone. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And generally like you can combine those two things. So having that conversation with a stranger and doing the random act of kindness can be hand in hand, especially around this time of year. Um, it's really easy to go out and shovel someone's walk. Sure. Sure. You know, spend the 30 minutes it takes to get someone's driveway cleaned out for them, you know, stuff like that. So, um, though that's, that's where I'm at right now. I, again, I like challenges. If that hasn't been, you know, clear um, in this conversation, uh, but um, I so I I love doing this phase three around the holidays mm-hmm. because everyone's wanting to eat a lot. There's a yep. lot of junk food around, um, and but for me, I'm like, well, it's an even better time to do the at random act of kindness. People are a little bit more open to a random person coming up and doing something for them. Um, it kind of spreads that Christmas cheer, if you want to put it that way. Um, cause I, I, I do, I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of year. Um, and, and do, I, again, do I love have that to challenge. know that you've done that or is it, is it, uh, in secret? The not necessarily, okay. not necessarily. You don't need to go up and be like, Hey, I'm doing this for you. Right. But like, right. um, you know, if you, if you walk around like on your 45 minute walk outside or jog and you carry a bag to go pick up garbage, maybe you've noticed there's more garbage than normal in the street or whatever that could be your random act of kindness. If that's not something that you're already doing on a regular basis, if you're doing it on a regular basis, it doesn't count. It, it has count. to be out of your comfort zone. Gotcha. You know, something different. So, so you would kind of um, think that if you told somebody that you bought their dinner, that would kind of <laughs> negate the random act of kindness. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that's just kind of that, but, um, but yeah, I, I really, and we're actually going to be going on a trip to Cancun the first week of January. Good so again, you. you know, I'm going to be in the middle of this phase three 
<laughs> on right. a vacation to Cancun. <laughs> so, you know, some people so, like I was talking with Jake today earlier about that. He was like, he's like, you're going to be on, you're going to be on this phase while we're out there, huh? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> it just kind of like, it kind of like hit me. I was like, all right. You know, and it doesn't really worry me necessarily the diet portion. It's more of the stuff that's out of my control. Like if I can't get an outside workout because the flight's delayed or something like that, that's what kind of worries me a little bit more. I was, I was joking with Jake. I was like, yeah, we're going to be having those nice long um, jogs on the beach, you know, <laughs> for yeah, my yeah. outside workout. That's what we're going to be running into the sunset over here. Uh, but You're no, doing like, bur yeah. burpees in, on the plane or something. Exactly. Yeah, dude. Oh my goodness. Uh, burpees in the wet sand. Oh man. Right. I might have to right. do that just to, just to see how just that is. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, again, kind of a constant theme. I like to challenge myself more and more. Um, and you know, again, why, why I started the podcast and now I don't just do a podcast. I've put out three episodes a day, um, you know, just or a day, a week. A week. And, uh, like, you know, I've got the red beards fit crew. I've got, you know, the, the Instagram, um, working with different companies. Like I just, I'm constantly looking to improve and then also improve other people's experiences with the outdoors. And, uh, um, I'm a gear junkie as well. So just, you know, I love testing new gear, new stuff and uh, letting people know what works, what doesn't work, um, what's worth spending your money on, what's not, you know, yeah. um, stuff like that is is really interesting to me as well. So and I think I think I think one of the nicest things about how you do your views, too, is is not only getting into the in-depth. I just watched your uh, dialed archery one and I was really interested in, in trying that out. Um, but I'm still playing with the easy V. Have you seen that? Mm -hmm. yep. And I, I am, I'm just determined to make that thing work. And, and I've had it for about a year and, uh, you know, I've called, uh, I called them a couple of times and kind of talked to them a little bit about it, but, you know, back to the arrow portion with pigs, close deer, like I'm just determined to have that thing on my bow and then have a completely different setup for West and tack, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I've, I've been trying to get more and more information because it's, that's a, not a cheap site to pick no. up, to, to go, ah, I don't know if I like this that much, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. so I'm, I'm dying to see your follow up on that after you kind of get it on there and, and sling some arrows down the, down the way. But if you heard of, um, force, uh, force torque knives, mm -mm. I just got one in. And I know you like packaging, so oh yeah, uh, yeah. So here's here's the box nice. that it comes in. It's nice, right? But it's a veteran-owned company, and again, just literally just got it in, so I want to try it out. But it's interesting in the fact that it will cut bone, also, right? Hmm. And so you would start with this one, right? Come all the way down, and then you put this this. Um, and I'll, I'm going to do a review on my, on my, on my channel when I drop a deer, but you put this on top and then that's acts as a fulcrum to get to the pelvis and huh. the sternum. And supposedly you can go field dress 15 deer or elk, whatever, but 15 total, not of each before it has to be resharpened. Hmm. So that's going to be very interesting. And they've got some different, they got different handles. I went with orange cause I tend to lay yeah. stuff down and lose it. <laughs> so yeah, I figured that'd be the best way, but I'll, uh, I just got that in, but it was kind of trying to back veteran owned companies yeah. you know, or USA kind of companies as well. 
uh, I think is, is hugely important, but, um, well, we're coming up on, on an hour, but I wanted to ask you about two more things. You, yeah, of course. Talked about the mountain archery. What, where, mm-hmm. where is that? When is that? And, and, and how do you find that? Yeah. So mountain archery fest, uh, mountain archery fest is like, it's similar to tack. I, I like, I go to, both. Okay. um, and there were two mountain archery fests here in Utah last year. There was one in Beaver and one in Soldier Hollow. Um, but they're throughout the nation. So I'd go to their website. I think it's mountainarcherifest.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're already open for registration. Uh, I want to say it's it's cheaper than TAC. And um, it seemed to be more family friendly. Like TAC has a lot of vendors, has a lot of mm-hmm. uh, walk around, shake hands, see all the cool new gear and stuff. And Mountain Archery Fest has some vendors, but they're a little bit smaller. Um, and they had some, like my kids came out and played uh, cornhole and a whole bunch of other stuff. And they've got some um, kid-friendly, uh, like, shooting that you can go up and uh, and, and go and, and shoot the 3D targets. Um, and then it just seemed less, like, there wasn't as much pressure. Like, if people were behind mm-hmm. you, they weren't, like hurry it up, you know, kind of stuff like you can encounter at TAC um, because they are a lot more uh, of a bigger event. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of different ones. I'm not sure outside of Utah uh, where they're at, but I do okay. know that there's there's quite a few outside of Utah. Um, so you can check those guys out. Okay. Um, just mountainarcherifest.com. And it's pre-season just like TAC. It's yep. right. And have you ever done the one up in, uh, it's, it's a, a BMAC. Um the beast mode archery challenge. That's another one. I've been invited to it this upcoming year. So uh, I might end up going. I'm not hundred percent sure I've got, um, I'll be going to a couple of elk shape camps Mm -hmm. and, um, have you done those by the way? Have you done any of them? Oh yeah. 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 I've done them two years in a row. We were Mm -hmm. looking at doing the one that's uh, coming to Texas. Uh, Nice. I'll be there. uh, Are you going? Yeah, yeah, so the, I'll be at the, the hopefully the Wisconsin, the Texas, and then I'm I'm thinking of Washington. Depends though. I think it falls on my wife's birthday, so might gotcha. not be going to the Washington. Right, right, but. yeah, yeah. Not, that might be a bad that bad decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what's uh what what do you, what how how's that work? What what do people expect going to those uh, elk shape camps? Mm-hmm. Um, drinking from a fire hose, basically. I mean, this last year especially, we had even more people than than the year before. Um, and we had like Joel Turner was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loved, oh man, that was so much fun. Uh, where I had been messaging with him a little bit um, back and forth. I'd followed his stuff. I apply his principles when I shoot. And so when I step up there, he's like, oh, look, it's Redbeard. I've been watching you shoot, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then he was like, he seriously, he took an arrow and was smacking the brim of my hat while I was at full draw, you know, I'm back here. And then he takes the fletchings and blocks my eyes from being able to see the peep. And he's like, he's like, you better not fire that thing off, you know? And he actually, he, it was cool to see that I actually applied his principles correctly mm-hmm. because he was like, Oh, you actually, you know, that was, that was really good. So, um, but yeah, he gave me so much crap. It was so fun. Like he was like poking me in the ribs when I was at full draw, like trying to get me to fire off the shot. You know, it was hilarious, but, uh, wow. yeah. So Joel, Joel Turner was cool. He was there and talks about, you know, shooting the bow. Um, and then, uh, you know, we had the, the bugler there talking about calling. They had the hunting fool guys there talking about tag allocation. Um, we talked about gear choices, um, what you should spend your money more on if you have a limited budget, 
uh, versus what maybe you shouldn't. Um, you know, just a whole bunch of knowledge. Mm. I mean, just, uh, you know, just uh, Mark Livesey was there for e-scouting um, for the Treeline Pursuits Academy that he mm-hmm. does. Uh, and his, oh my gosh, I don't even know how he does what he does, but he like, he's a wizard on the computer and um, wow. being able to find elk, like it's ridiculous. Um, and then I'm trying to think who else was was there. Oh, and then we had Ben from Wad Prep was there. Um okay teaching the helping teach the CrossFit class on Sunday, the, the fitness and stuff like that. So, uh, it was, this year was even more intense than the year before. Um, but I highly recommend people go check out elk shape, especially right now he's doing the December chub challenge, which is awesome. Um, the first year I went to elk shape camp was because I won a scholarship through Mm. the December chub challenge. And then, uh, Dan and I became friends. He's been on the podcast. I've been on his and, um, Good and then dude. I went again this year. So yeah, we've I've emailed him, and, and of course it's you know season now. He's like, I'll definitely follow up, and I I'll definitely you know we'll, we'll sure, for sure come on. Uh, so we're looking forward to to getting him on and, and kind of talking to him and um, everybody. Since we you know we're just small, we're just like I said, it's a bunch of you know Texas boys just kind of getting people on and, and chatting yeah. a little bit. And but everybody's been so so receptive to to you know, coming on and, you know, trail was on from go hunt and it was, that was a great mm-hmm. conversation too. And so this whole journey of not being on this side of the world, to your point, I have no social media, you know, it was just a, a random thing with Travis. Like, hey, let's just go on here and kind of, you know, talk about whatever and see what happens. And so it's been a, it's been a very cool journey. I've met some cool people and like-minded and just learned so much every single conversation that we have, you know, so it's, it's been, it's been interesting to say the least. So, yeah, no, um, definitely. But um, anyway, I don't want to keep any more, but hey, give uh, anywhere you want people to look you up or find you or what's your handles on everything. And, and we'll, we'll wrap up the session and get off to dinner and enjoy our families. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. And again, I appreciate the opportunity to be here on the podcast. Um, it's definitely different being on this side of the microphone sometimes, <laughs> uh, getting asked the questions rather than asking them. Uh, but yeah, you can go. So I've got my own podcast. It's Redbeard Outdoors anywhere you listen to the podcast um, or on YouTube, you know, especially for the gear reviews. It's really cool to get on there mm-hmm. or watch my conversations that I have on Saturdays that I put out. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, Instagram, red.beard.outdoors, uh, Facebook group, Redbeard's Fit Crew. I'd love to have you over there. If you don't have Facebook, but you want to get on the weekly calls, you can also email me just uh it's just redbeardoutdoors1 at gmail.com so all those places awesome all right man we appreciate everybody listening and uh you guys be safe out there have a good time get out in the woods enjoy your families and most of all have a very merry christmas we appreciate it we go